How does an architecture internship in China make one decide to change gears and pursue medicine? What are some ways to survive and thrive during your post-bac studies? Why is workplace culture such an important question to ask during residency program interviews? Today on Talking Admissions and Med Student Life, I interview Lily, a fourth-year medical student here at the University of Utah School of Medicine. Helping you prepare for one of the most rewarding careers in the world. This is Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with your host, the Dean of Admissions at the University of Utah School of Medicine, Dr. Benjamin Chan. Well, welcome to another edition of Talking Admissions and Med Student Life. Lily, we've been circling each other for years, and finally we're going to do this podcast. Maybe we'll do a couple more before you leave. This is true. All right, fourth year med student. Yes. Um, Thank goodness. And we're not going to talk about what you're going into. We're going to do a reveal. Okay. Let's go back to the beginning. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I know exactly where the beginning was. Okay. I think about you it often. You popped up my radar. I remember <laughs> you interviewed with us, and you were so just full of life and energy. And I remember studying your application, and I remember I told myself, there's no way that we're going to get someone like Lily to come to our med school. Oh, keep talking. Um, and then, but I remember, like, you were just so positive, and then I think you sent me a nice note afterwards. <laughs> and then I remember you got in, and I called you on the phone. Uh-huh, which I remember were, distinctly. Because it was windy, and yep. I think you were on a golf course? No, 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 okay. no, no. It, you were exactly right it was windy, though. I remember... To this day, I remember the exact moment. It was at Norman North High School in Norman, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. where I was uh, doing some teaching. And I distinctly remember walking through, I think it was January or so, I was walking through the halls and I picked up my phone and I noticed a missed call from Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. And I ran outside, hence where it's windy, on the plains of Oklahoma. Hurricane sometimes. (laughs) Yes, yes, it'll blow you away. Um, And it was Dr. Chan. It was uh, one of the best days of my life. you were so (laughs) effusive with praise on the phone. And I just remember, like, because, like, sometimes when I call people, they're like, "Eh, you know, especially people who are not from Utah. Uh You know, and and, and I know, like, our our tuition policy, and I get all (laughs) that. But, like, I just remember you were just so positive. I think we might actually come That's because I was was truly, and to this day, I was so excited um, to come here. I'd been waiting and hoping, mm-hmm. um, and it happened. You made it happen. So let's back Thanks, up. Thanks, Dr. Chan. <laughs> <coughs> so you grew up in Oklahoma. I grew up in Oklahoma. I was born in D.C. Born in D.C. Grew up in, in Oklahoma, Oklahoma, though. Formative years, we'll call it. And then when did you decide to become a doctor? How help under, people understand that? Could you, kind of, yeah. you have somewhat non-traditional path. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Also, I should mention, I just returned from several weeks of residency interviews, mm-hmm. and it feels better telling you this, this story of like, where did you go? Where mm-hmm. did you come from? Um, I like this. Okay. I, got, I got similar questions, but I, I like telling you about it. Um, great question, because mm-hmm. I do have this kind of meandering path. Um, you know, and a lot of, so I decided to go to medical school, essentially, um, at the end of my undergraduate time. Um, it seems like, it looks like it was kind of random. Um, mm-hmm. However, it wasn't. Um, I had just, to be honest, uh, multiple things that I was interested from an early age. Um, science was one of them. Um, but I went to uh, Yale for undergrad. Where did you go? I went to, <laughs> I went to Yale. Yale, yes. okay, okay. I've heard of this Good school. Good bulldogs. Small liberal small, arts small college. Small liberal arts school in uh, New Haven, Connecticut. Yes, okay. Uh, it was a wonderful place, though. No, it was a, a huge privilege to be able to go there. Um, that was also quite random. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my parents, you know, they went to school in Oklahoma, and my dad went to the Air Force Academy. Um, I had no family connections there. Um, fortunately, I just had parents who... Um, the prevailing theme throughout our life was, you know, pursuing um, educational opportunities. And um, so I ended up out at Yale um, and 
quite frankly, what Yale does very well is um, the humanities, the liberal arts, um, the arts themselves in, um, you know, the most extraordinary libraries in the world. I'm biased, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, Sterling Library and Beinecke Rare Manuscripts Library, um, Manuscripts and Archives. Mm-hmm. I mean, I spent quite literally hundreds of hours in those places as an undergrad and um, absolutely loved it. What was your degree in? It was in American Studies. Okay. Um, so mm-hmm. I also, not many places have a degree in American Studies, so um, people are unfamiliar, um, but it is, you know, so American, it's kind of political science, American yeah, history. It's, it's American kind of, history kind of with a social and cultural um, context. Um, okay. I did, though, have um, Yale didn't have minors, but I did have um, areas of focus in architecture and sculpture. Um, so I actually thought I was going to go to architecture school um, mm. as an undergraduate. And to get back to your original question of, you know, why medicine or when did you decide to go to medical school? Um, I. Basically, uh, the year, summer before my senior year of college, I was, um, I distinctly remember the exact moment. I was sitting in a an architecture studio um, in Beijing, China. Mm. Um, wonderful experience. Um, I have nothing bad to say about architecture. I love design, and um, um, it's a wonderful way to spend a life, um, a career. But I just, I... I love working with people. I love the substrate of the work of people um, and um, medicine. And I did have a previous, you know, love and appreciation for the sciences as well. Um, medicine seemed like that that was going to better fulfill um, that interest. Um, so honestly, in that moment, I just, I even remember sending my, my mother an email of all things. And I said, I'm going to go to medical school. Um, and at that time, you know, I'd taken, uh, I'd spent my, undergraduate years essentially just having you know interesting fun discussions with people and arguments and debates and mm-hmm. writing hundreds of pages of essays um so i certainly was not in a position to apply then so this is out of the blue because yeah. you don't come from a gap Completely background out of the blue, yeah. no background in medicine no no, no one in my in family's in medicine yeah. nope not at all um and so um in some ways um you know it was just a very spontaneous in that sense um and so began the interval quest to get into med school, which were some very difficult years. So you just, I think you, you did a post-bac program. Yeah, I did. All right, so how did you identify the post-bac program? Um, I applied to all the ones available. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, so I was, um, I did, so I was on the East Coast. I was in Baltimore for a post-bac program. Um, it was probably, it was, that was, I think, the most difficult year of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean that, honestly, um, as all pre-meds know um, the prerequisites are, um, they're quite difficult. Um, do them all at once. Uh, it makes it much more difficult. Um, so this was solely kind of an academic post Yeah, solely an academic post No post-back. research, no community um, service. Uh, there was research involved, but okay. it, you know, it's um, kind of at your discretion, you mm-hmm. know, what you can, what you can do. And I did get involved in research and a couple of projects. Um, this was at Johns Hopkins and um, you know, a, an extraordinary place to just kind of cold call, cold email people and say, hey, I want to mm-hmm. get involved. Um, and I did that and um, took a bunch of classes all at once, which I don't recommend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it, it was a kind of a, um, a kick, a kickstart, um, you could say, to, to getting down the, the med school application path. And I get the sense, because I know we've talked about this in the past, yeah. already, but I get the sense that this experience wasn't the most overly reassuring oh no yeah path to go to medical school. exactly it yeah. sounds like it was like stressful yeah well and we super competitive on some yeah. level yeah well and i tell people and we've like you said we've talked about this before um i think things have changed even in the last and i'm no expert of course but um just my personal perspective um i think even in the last like five to eight years um things have changed about how um 
not only how you can pursue a post-bac and how you can, you know, take classes to get into med school and get into med school um, and how you can spend your undergraduate years, but I think there are other ways that people, um, uh, better, more efficient ways to getting into med school. Like, you don't have to do a post-bac. Um, mm-hmm. And when I say don't have to do a post-bac, I mean, like, a formal program. Yeah, because you still can um, take the classes. Yeah, you can still own. take the yeah. classes, and and I highly recommend that. Um I actually did end up um, taking a few extra classes after um, um, my time in Baltimore, um, back in Oklahoma. Um, And it was great because I had time to do research um, Mm -hmm. and I was doing some teaching. Um, Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a it was a wonderful time in my life, um, but it was a very difficult time Mm -hmm. um, because, as you said, you know, complete uncertainty, you Mm -hmm. know, if things were going to work out, um, uh, which is very uh, a little bit scary. So I, I get the sense the plan was you do your post back, do all the pre med recs, and then did you take an, and did you take did you study and take the MCAT at that time? Was I didn't that... take it the same year. Okay, um, which is which some people do do, which okay. I, I respect that, That's but a it's a lot. Yeah. So then it's a lot. the plan was you move back to Oklahoma. Yep. And yep. You just taught. You went ahead and taught high school. Yeah. And then you took the MCAT. Yeah. Does exactly. That, okay. Exactly. So I tried to be a little bit more sane throughout the process. Okay. Right. Well, and I should. Um, I should say too. I, um, like I said, I come from this humanities background. Um, I'm, I will advocate for myself and say I'm a smart student. However, I was never, um, you know, someone who was good at uh, multiple choice exams. Like to be honest, that was the most, um, the biggest deterrent um, to potentially going to medical school. Um, and actually, just the prerequisites themselves is. Um, I mean, every class, whether it's an intro course or advanced level, I mean, it's all it is is multiple choice exams um, and testing. Um, I did decide, though, I just made this decision that I wasn't going to let it be, you know, the deterrent um, ultimately. Um, but because of that, you know, I just completely had to change how I, um, you know, studied. And it wasn't always, you know, rosy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were some pretty awful, uh, awful uh, times. I bet you were an amazing High school teacher. Did you uh, ever have like? Thank you. Did you already have any have like? Oh, you know, maybe I should stick yeah. around and do this. Oh yeah, yeah okay. they actually volu- They actually offered me the full time math uh, teacher job. Oh fun! Because I was, uh, I did love it. You know, it, it's funny. Every job I've ever had, actually, um, actually, my first job. I don't know if I've told you this before. The first job I ever had was um, for a minor league baseball team. Oh, I didn't yeah, know this. in no. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, I li- I was the person who did the uh, like the on field um, promotional things. Um, so you didn't have to wear a costume. I had the option, but never got the opportunity, which is upsetting. Is this uh, the Tulsa Tornadoes? No, the drillers. The like drillers. The oil drillers. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. No, I had the opportunity to wear, like, the hot dog costume once, you know, in, like, oh, in the race. race. Yeah, okay. but okay. unfortunately one of my colleagues, you know, got okay. there first. No, but, okay, so that was my first job. But what I was going to say is that every job I've ever had um, in my life has been related to um, to ac- uh, academia, essentially. And I and – I, and I mean that like in, in the full spectrum um, of things from a camp counselor, you know, math and science, teaching like space camp stuff to, um, you know, being a TA um, in the biology department at the University of Oklahoma um, to um, assistant teaching kind of in this tutoring program um, for Native American students in, in Oklahoma, um, science and math. Um, I mean, truly every job I've ever had has been in education. And that's not to, um, and I'm even leaving out, um, you know, not to mention uh, the other research work I've done. So I guess the point is, though, is that that's why um, medicine was so attractive to me and why even now um, it's been validated that I love this environment. Um, it's a it's a continuous learning and, and teaching environment. So it fits, though, that I have this teaching career, you know, and then, and well, then here yeah. we are. <laughs> I, think, I think at the core, like, you know, what is medicine? I think, you know, you have the op- 
you have the awesome responsibility that you've learned a lot about the human body, yeah. medicines, yeah. procedures, and you get to educate, yeah, teach exactly, your patients yeah. why you're doing X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And well, to me, and that's like kind of the ethos of medical Yeah, care. it is. And I, you know, I don't think, I didn't even fully appreciate that, though, you know, before medical school and before, um, even now, several years deep into it. Um, you know, you teach your patients, obviously, as you mentioned. You also teach each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I remember, you know, the first couple of days even of my third-year clerkships, and, you know, you're expected all of a sudden you just immediately have to start presenting. And I didn't even quite understand what they meant. Um, but, you know, okay, Lily, you're going to do a presentation on Friday for, you know, before rounds. Um, and that's how we learn in medicine. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and that's, you, know, you learn these snippets and these chunks because that's what you have time for. Um, but it's just constant, um, you know, education um, for each other. Um, so it's a lot of fun in that regard. So going back to Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Have you ever been there? Uh, I, I, yes. Lovely airport. Hey, <laughs> now. It's actually quite nice. Yeah. Um, I, well, actually, I didn't venture outside. It was like connecting flight. Okay. So when you All say right. Oklahoma. Was right? it Oklahoma City or Tulsa? I'm pretty sure it was OKC. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. OK. Can't even remember. Jeez. Um, but right. So <laughs> we'll what, what you. was your strategy applying to med schools? Yeah. You know, um, you've, you've been yeah. to Yale. You've been to Johnny Hopkins. <laughs> you've lived on the East Coast. <laughs> You've lived in the Midwest, South. What, what's Oklahoma considered South? It, I call it the Southern Plains. The Southern it's Plains. It's not the South. It's not, not the Midwest. Okay. It's certainly not the Rockies. So you've, you've, <laughs> grown, up, you've grown up there. You've lived yeah. there. You're living there yeah. back then. What was your strategy applying yeah. to schools? Um, so quite honestly, I applied all over. Mm-hmm. Um, however, in the back of my mind, though, that I, I did have ideas of where I wanted to be and, and specific reasons why. Um, so as, as we've talked about, you know, I went to, had this, you know, private liberal arts, smaller school education. Um, I really did go into medical school with the, the idea, or excuse me, in the application process with the idea that um, I should have a, um, um, a, div- a broad background of educational experiences. Okay. So I specifically was looking for um, a large state medical school and state university. Um, in, this is, you know, this could probably also apply to, you know, some other, you know, private um, medical school. But I just do believe that, uh, you know, state flagship universities are, I think they're awesome places to be. They're exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, the collaboration of, you know, different um, uh, schools within the institution as well as the undergrad institution. They're just fun places to be. Um, and I, like I said, I love the, uh, the, the university environment. Um, and to be honest, Utah specifically, and I'm not making this up just to humor you, I distinctly remember being in Baltimore, um, this was like six, seven years ago. So mm-hmm. even a couple of years before I was eligible to apply to mm-hmm. med school. And I distinctly remember going on the Utah um, website. And I, I can't remember what it was specifically, but I told, I thought to myself, this is a place where exciting things are happening. And, and I just, I just truly remember that moment. Um, and I, and it's, and it's the absolute truth. It's been validated over the last, you know, four years. Um, you know, we've got buildings popping up everywhere, yeah. um, so many different initiatives. Um, and it just also seemed like a unique place in the sense that um, I'm trying to sell it for you here. But I truly, thoroughly believe this. And I, it's been um, reinforced to me even now having um, traveled around the country the last couple of weeks, um, you know, for residency interviews is that we have a very unique situation out here. 
you know, we're the only university medical center um, for hundreds and hundreds yeah. of miles. Intermountain West yeah. is kind of core. Five this, states. This Five states, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, we are the place. You know, mm-hmm. we, are, we are responsible. Um, and I think there's, um, for even that reason alone, it makes it incredibly unique um, um, and exciting. Um, you know, you want an expert in something, they have to come here. Um, you know, the I worked on the ICU a couple months ago, and it's um, on a higher floor of the hospital right next to the, the helicopter landing pad. And mm. the helicopters are just coming constantly, constantly time, coming in yeah, and out. Yeah, yeah, it's really amazing. Um, yeah, you meet patients from, like, Colorado, yeah, Montana, Wyoming, yeah, Idaho. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. You learn how far it takes, you know, for them to drive home, and, you know, mm-hmm. you're trying to negotiate that. And um, this is definitely no Manhattan where, you know, you, there's five. It's uh, not an Uber right Yeah, way. it's not an Uber right away. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So... Um, you interviewed all these programs. I uh-huh. know you got into a number of them. Yep. So walk me through that decision <laughs> Just, making. Was it was it hard? Was it easy? Were you undecided? Like how did you end up making that decision? You know, it was it was quite easy because I I loved Utah and mm-hmm. I told you this before and I've, I um, I even knew it. I was waiting on it. I was. Mm-hmm. I told you I was waiting on it. That phone call. Um. So like when you called me, I knew I was coming here. Okay. I just immediately. Uh, um, um, got rid of my other invitations, mm-hmm. and I said I was even at your home school. Even at my home school, yeah, yeah. I did. Um, that was an option, mm-hmm. um, and I have all do res- all respect for you know my home state institution. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, and, and and I have to say, it is a privilege to have traveled around the country and go to a different these different places. Um, you know, certainly once home med school um, is a wonderful option, wherever any med school is a wonderful option, mm-hmm. um, especially these days. It's so competitive and, um, you know, there's so many more um, incredible applicants, you know, for every spot. Yeah, um, yeah. More and more so really applying. anywhere you can yeah, get into. Yeah. But fortunately, I did have um, some choices. Um, but I wanted to come here. It yeah. felt right. All right. Yeah. All right. So you get here, you come here. Yeah. And then you find out you're in my CMC. <laughs> yes, what exactly. was your first this reaction? Is, we should have. We should. We should I, have, you know yeah. what's funny? I even remember and where I was, was when I got it that was email. randomly assigned. Yeah. I had no exactly. part in it. I remember clearly <laughs> the day they sent me the list of students. Assigned As my do I. I saw your name. We're going, oh, yes. Oh, I, yes. I get the lily. So. Well, I'm, I'm glad it was that reaction and not one of uh, mm. grief or mm. <laughs> mourning. Um, it's funny. I remember the moment, too, because mm. I was actually visiting the, Utah, the state capital. Here, I was kind of doing my, you know, my welcome to Salt Lake um, <laughs> By you know, tour. The <laughs> exactly, yeah. Hey, hey, it's a beautiful well, view. That, well, it's just it's, it's very com- like people from outside the state. And then, did you also go by the Great Salt Lake? Because that's oh, also, oh, I've been there. Oh, that's like also like kind of a tourist. I was there just two weeks ago. The people from Utah usually don't do, but outside hey, no. of people come out. Oh, like because it's really stinky out there. It, there's yeah. some bugs, but yeah. no, it's beautiful. There's yeah. buffalo. It is beautiful. I, maybe I was yeah. just looking for the buffalo to feel at home. Like, from oh, Oklahoma. Is that Antelope Island? Yes. Okay. Exactly. I meant most like people go out to like Saltaire oh, and kind of oh, approach the Salt Lake from that yeah. Way. Yeah, mm, yeah. All right, so that way. you're at the state capitol. Okay, yeah, yeah. So anyhow, I just remember reading that email that I was in Dr. Chan's group. So CMC is the clinical methods the curriculum. curriculum. Yep. So I should have... We could probably could have told the listeners at the beginning of this that I have had the fortune of spending four hours a week, like scheduled time. Many hours together. A week for the first, you know, two years of med school in addition to, you know, other interactions. Do you um, know they're making CMC more longitudinal now? That I did, I will actually. Stay, I did. So, and it makes them really angry, but I have, a, <laughs> I have my Brighton 3.0 group. Uh-huh. So you're my second MS3. group. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be, they'll be getting together throughout the third and fourth year. Oh, gosh. Sure. How do you feel about that? Oh, I love it. <laughs> like, I feel bad because I, I spent so much time with you guys the first two years, and then, like, then it's nothing. Yeah, that and is true. Just the rate... 
the occasional random podcast. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, just kind of check-ins. Yeah. yeah. I think that's great. It, it, yeah. So we meet so in a structured fashion for the first two years. And then um, I guess because we're not part of that um, – new uh, initiative that mm. I just don't didn't get to see anymore. No, no, no. no I saw you we, around. People talk about the little. Yeah, yeah, I see Dr. Chan all the time yeah. because I... But, okay, anyhow. Okay. So CMC. I was in CMC with you. Um, I think it, there were two wonderful years. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we learn how to um, basically, like, actually how to doctor. Yeah, physical exam, yeah. progress exactly. Note, like um yeah. All the things that you want to know on the first day of, you know, MS. Oral presentations. Oh, this yes. is all the stuff that yeah. really helps in third year. Yeah. And like, yeah, medical education is weird because, like, CMC is, like, super important. Yeah. But it's not. I would argue it's the most important. It's not as self-evident because people yeah. during the first two years are really focused on classwork and step one. Yeah, but then exactly. everything pivots for third year. And exactly. Then I, think, then I think people start realizing, oh, this is why CMC is so yeah. important. Because that's kind, of, that's kind of like the knowledge you'll need for third year. Exactly. Third year. Yeah. Well, and I have, you know, I think one, so my background, obviously a little bit broad in the academic sense in that, um, you know, lots of thinking and discussing and presenting. Um, and I, you know, I don't think it's so underappreciated now, but I do believe those skills, like it, obviously one has to have you know, kind of a baseline, um, you know, ability in the sciences, but you know, at the end of the day, it really is how you're able to interact with people and, um, CMC this course, um, like we just said, reinforcing that presenting, learning how to present patients, but learning how to just speak in front of other people and mm-hmm. make a concise argument, um, and present your facts, um, like that is medicine. It's at least very much in the early years, mm-hmm. that is so much of medicine. Um, I mean, and you do have to have knowledge, of course, of, you know, what your differential is and, you know, the supporting um, signs and symptoms mm-hmm. for it, which comes from, you know, the science years. But the clinical methods, like this this is medicine. Um, this is medicine in a nutshell. And mm-hmm. so I actually think, too, so you're a psychiatrist. Um, so we had a unique situation, yes, I think, yes. um, which I loved. Yeah, um, you guys were very yeah. open about <laughs> yeah. that. I remember that. Because, yeah. you know, you've got, you know, like a pulmonologist and a neurologist. Yeah, and, family you know, practice docs. Family practice docs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so, they're, so they're just, you know, loving the knee exam. But I really think, you know, and we did fulfill that just fine. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that you were a unique resource in that, yeah. um, you know, we're asking, learning how to ask difficult questions and mm-hmm. have difficult conversations. Um, and like that right there is medicine in a yeah. nutshell. Um, it truly is. Um, and so it, I think it was, it was a great experience. I was lucky to have you. Oh, really? I love <laughs> it. All right. I'm turning red. Okay. There you go. Next, career choice. Okay. For the yes. first two years, every time I would <laughs> officially or unofficially ask you, Neurosurgery. Well, brain surgery, yeah, no. brain surgery, brain surgery. I and was very s- subtle, though. I was never in your face. I'm very uh, No, no, no. I've never seen you in my face. But I, <laughs> you were, I felt pretty committed. Yeah. You know, very beginning. Yeah. And I, I know you did research I did, in neurosurgery. Yeah. So I know was, you're shadowing neurosurgery. So yeah. No, I did a ton understand, of research. And like, how much did third year kind of play into that? Yeah. Like, like the evolution of your career choice. Yeah. yeah. Great question. So I think like all, you know, med students are kind of decision path. Um, you know, pre-meds, people have an idea of what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And um, even in med school, even, you know, late into third year of med school, people, you know, they adjust their their choices. It is true. So I, um, in that intervening period between undergrad and med school, I did do a significant amount of neurosurgery research. Um, a lot of that um, essentially had to do with the fact that I... Um, 
you know, just reached out for an opportunity. And, you know, one of the first people who uh, responded was this neurosurgeon. And I'm deeply grateful um, for that experience and um, was fortunate to um, do quite a bit of research in that area. And I did continue it um, in the early um, part of med school here with um, a wonderful uh, neurosurgeon up here. Um, And, you know, I still love, so I I think the the overwhelming theme of kind of my interest is that I always loved surgery. Um, and the neurosurgery part came into the fact that I was always searching for something that, quite frankly, that was just kind of interesting technologically or, you know, um, the patients. Um, and I still, like, regard it in that way. However, I think the what I, over the course of third year, I recognized that the way I want to um, – the rhythm of the way I wanted to practice medicine, um, the people I wanted to take mm-hmm. care of, um, how I wanted to spend my days. Um, it just like, that wasn't the best option. And it wasn't concurrent with that. Um, I, so, you know, to the big reveal. So I'm doing OB-GYN. Mm-hmm. That's the plan at least. Um, I just absolutely fell in love with, um, with, the specialty um, when I was on this rotation. So where was OB in your, was it like the middle, the end, the beginning? No, it was actually near the beginning, which is like, um, which is kind of funny. It was in the the summer of my third year. So it was the very beginning. And then, so I kept it in the back of my mind throughout all of third year. Um, And also too, the thing is I loved everything I was doing. I Mm -hmm. I mean, some people have this uh, idea that, you know, they're going to be an orthopedic surgeon, you know, from high school or whatever. Um, you know, I just, I knew I loved surgery, but to be honest, I enjoyed every rotation. I, I love, you know, this is going to sound corny and cliche, but it's the truth. Like every time I'd get in a new clinical context, I'd say, this is, you know, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I did love in particular though, um, there is, here's another thing, misconception. I think a lot of people think, you know, um, individuals going to OB-GYN because it's this like happy, you know, easy context in which to work, which is the farthest um, thing from the truth. Mm. Um, you know, these are people I uh, deeply admire, the people who are working in this field. They're dealing with very difficult situations. Um, it's critical care, essentially, but not just for one but uh, person, but two people. Um, it's, um, you know, you have these longitudinal relationships with patients, um, and there's many kind of um, uh, branches um, that you can in areas in which you can practice from kind of the general area. Um, so I've done a significant amount of, a, a significant amount of work, um, in multiple rotations in, um, GYN oncology, for example. Um, another like fantastic area where, um, there are these, you know, totally, um, badass surgeons, um, mm-hmm. but they're also, you know, doing chemotherapy. Um, so I just, I loved the opportunities that, um, you know, that it offered. Was it more the OB or the gang part? Oh, it's both. So I think OB is what snags people. Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm not kidding you you can ask any of my classmates or Mm -hmm. frankly, any med student around the country and labor and delivery will have been like one of their favorite, if not their favorite rotation. And, but then they just don't end up going into it. Um, but it'll be like what they had the best time in, um, Mm -hmm. You know, and as people should, it's a lot of fun. Like, who doesn't love to, you know, literally catch a baby? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, too, um, I think that people in OB-GYN, um, I think they're, you know, you, you can't often make generalizations in medicine um, and you shouldn't. But I, I think that they're, you know, decent people. Um, you know, the residents here are fantastic and fun to work with. Um, they're very smart um, you know, I had the fortune of working with um, a chief resident here for two months on my sub eyes. Literally, I did two sub eyes here, and she happened to be the chief on both of them. And it was the best teaching I've had in all um, in my That's clinical great. years of med yeah. school. Yeah. Um, and so I just, you know, all things considered, um, 
I thought this is the way, you know, I want to spend my life. Um, and, you know, and, and not to be, you know, too cliche, but I, I do think that there is, um, there's some really redeeming um, aspects to it as well. Um, you know, you help, there's, I think also doing medicine, sorry, I'm backtracking a little bit. I think if you're going to do medicine, um, these days in particular, I mean, it should always be this way, but I think these days now, um, I think there is an obligation to primary care. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to denigrate any other, you know, sub super specialty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there should, we should also have, you know, uh, an obligation to society. Um, and I say that in the sense that um, I wanted some area of medicine where, um, you know, I'm taking care of women, um, you know, who, you know, socioeconomically, um, you know, disadvantaged or um, in whatever way. Um, and OB is, uh, OB-GYN is such a perfect way of um, an opportunity for that, of, you know, making the community a better place. Um, and, I, and I really believe that, um, you know, and surgery is wonderful. You know, neurosurgery is wonderful. Um, they do amazing work. Um, obviously, all these, you know, specialties are essential. However, um Hopefully you can kind of see like my personality. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I love being around people and you know being involved in our community and and um, you know our broader Salt Lake and Utah community and and so it just seemed more appropriate. It's very it's very um, you know socially based, um, values based um, um, advocacy. Um, uh, you're required to, to advocate for other people, and I, I think that was why it just kind of felt fit together. <laughs> So you do will begin at the beginning of the summer. Did you uh-huh. still do a neurosurgery rotation during third year? No, I didn't. Okay. Yeah, right. I know, right? So, like, was it like an instantaneous conversion, or yeah. did you kind of struggle? I mean, like, I, and did you it make was, that decision in the third year? I mean, walk, it was, walk me through that. Yeah. I just, um, it was in the back of my mind through all of third year, mm. and I did my surgery rotation in the winter. Actually, it was this time last year. It was December, January, and I loved it. I loved my surgery rotation. Um, so I really, at that time, was evaluating the context in, when, in which I wanted to practice surgery, um, which I think is a very important distinction. Um, and, and, of course, I don't know as much as, you know, there's other people who could speak to this much better, mm-hmm. but this is just my personal, um, you know, decision-making on this. Um, surgery is very different in different contexts. Um, you know, the people are different. The patients are different. Um, the way you treat your patients, how often you see them, um, you know, the rhythm of, of your OR days, how much you're in the OR, um, is very different from, you know, subspecialty to subspecialty in surgery and even in general surgery. Um, don't get me wrong, like a Whipple, like the pancreas, like it's extraordinary what they do, but Mm -hmm. I just, um, cared a lot less for it than I did for some other, um, surgical procedures. And the same can be said, you know, for, for the pelvic organs. Mm -hmm. I'm sure other people would, uh, I'm sure other people would. You're very, you're very correct. Yeah. Yep. Um, talking to the psychiatrist here. All right. So (laughs) So anyhow, so, you know, it was, it was towards, it was towards the end of third year. Um, but they do, you guys start making us make choices pretty quickly. When you say they, yeah. it's the system. It's they, not the, the system. It's I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna loop you into the system. The medical education I'm gonna, system. I'm gonna include you. I did you. not move up the date for when residency applications. <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah. they make you start, to, you know, uh, yeah. submitting your, uh, your thoughts in, we'll say January. Everything's compressed. It's like this know, right? endless cycle of applying. Yeah, things. it is. Uh, but that means we, we're well prepared. Before we talk about that. Yeah. During this time, mm-hmm. you also decide to embark upon your political career. <laughs> So, I had to think for a second of what you're talking about. Like, so so talking tell about? me, like, like, did the people recruit you? How did you become involved in student government? How did this I, play out? Yeah. A great question. So I am a student body officer, which, or 
student, student body president. I know. So one of the, yeah. <laughs> I am. I am. I want to. I'm a co-president with okay. uh, two other um, fantastic guys in my class, um, mm-hmm. Brian and Scott. Um, we have had a, a great time. So I. I had not been formally involved in, like, class presidency or um, in um, student cl- uh, class council, you mm-hmm. know, up until this point. But I've always been involved in, like, med school things. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, involved. so, yes. yeah, like, I love being involved in the community. I'm in this, on this committee. Exactly, she's tackling yeah, this cause. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, fun, yeah. you know. Um, you know, and like we've talked about, like, that is, you know, what institutions that's what we should be doing at an institution, especially in medicine. There's lots of quality improvement, um, um, advocacy. Um, so medicine is like perfect for that context of my personality. Um, so yes, so I did end up running for a student, uh, uh body president and yes, it was kind of spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Um, I by no means plotted a, you know, a well thought out campaign or anything like that. But, um, this, the three of us just decided mm-hmm. that this would be, you know, I met Scott in Anatomy Lab freshman year, and um, Brian was also a good friend. And um, you know, I, we had amongst the three of us kind of had different backgrounds and personalities, and um, we quite frankly thought to ourselves, "Let's just do this; it'll be fun." So how? <laughs> we, I mean, we thought we represented the school well. Yeah. So to like, um, an outsider, like, what yeah. does what does what does it mean to be student body president of yeah. a medical school? Like, what kind of like what kind of issues do you tackle, yeah. or what kind of I, like what 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 kind of initiatives do you draw? I mean, what kind of yeah. what, what's the job? Of yeah. yeah, great question. Um, it is, you know, so there are some formal like formal um, obligations. So we meet um, essentially once a month um, with the administration, the dean's office, for example. Um, and um, during this meeting, we have our class presidents. So there's two class pres- uh, presidents per class. Um, and then in addition, each class has, um, I believe it's five um, uh, class committee members. Um, and then amongst the committee members, there's um, kind of different responsibilities um, with the Alumni Association, um, with, um, trying to think of others, kind of diversity and professionalism, but kind of other subcategories. Mm-hmm. So we are kind of the... Um, in the, I don't want to use the word hierarchy, but in, in terms of like oversight and oversight. We're in the leadership. Yeah, we're, yeah. In, the, we're, yeah. we're in the leadership. And yeah. so we're kind of looking out for our class presidents who are looking out for their, um, you know, their class councils. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so that's kind of like the formal organization of it. Um, we have some, you know, formal obligations, some of which are, you know, more frivolous than others. <laughs> so, for example, like we order the jackets for the School of Medicine. Okay. Um, we plan, um, you know, school events. Um, at the other end of the spectrum, though, um, we get involved in um, we're kind of like the first call, you could say, for, um, you know, communication with the dean's office and yeah. student response. Yeah, student, student response. Feedback. Exactly. Student yeah. reactions to X. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And there are there's a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, we're heavily involved in, you know, um, professionalism issues. Um in, you know, providing input, um, um, getting students involved in, um, you know, forming committees and, um, um, you know, uh, acquiring feedback to present to the administration, um, you know, in matters related to curriculum or um, professionalism issues. Um, so it's very broad. Um, I'm trying to think of um, kind of just the most recent issues that came up. Um, I mean, some of the one of the more fun things we did recently was um um, you know, some anonymous person um, donated some money um, to support a you know family for Christmas here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of um, helped organize that. Um, you know, um, 
this wasn't so much this is the other issue too explaining mm. to is that I have so many responsibilities on different know, committees just, yeah. that, that intersect very yeah. right now, I can see you running I'm trying to remember which ones are discreetly yeah. SBO and so here's so, here, here's a process <laughs> question like you Scott and Brian yeah. represent the entire student body mm-hmm. yeah that's accurate for better or for worse yeah <laughs> hey for How, better well my <laughs> next question my follow question like what's your like how do you so like the administration some they have uh, initiative or question or they want your take. Yeah. How do the three of you represent the entire student body? I mean, yeah. do, you, do you, like, use <laughs> Survey Monkeys? Do you no, just... Oh, that's so Do you use Focus Groups? No. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think, I think it's hard. Because, like, it is. the it student is. body, there's 500 yeah. people from all walks of life, different yeah. cultures, different backgrounds, different Absolutely. educations. Some are more advanced in their training. Yeah. I would argue that people who are a little further along in med school probably kind of see the bigger picture. Pe- yeah. You know, people, that be, you know, so like people are all like, so how do you, how do you do that? Yeah. I mean, uh, great question. Yeah. And we're, you know, always, we're still figuring that out. Okay. Um, only six months in here. So I think, you know, going back to why we ran and, and how we selected ourselves. So, um, the, the, the overwhelming kind of like, I think reason why we're, um, how we're able to do that is because, like I said, we come from different backgrounds. So mm. I'm out of state. I didn't even go. I'm not even from here. I have no family here, no connections. Mm. So, um, you know, I have, although we have, you know, many mutual friends and, and um, you know, cross paths um, with different groups of people, classmates, um, I am, um, you know, no different people, let's say, than Brian, who, you know, went to BYU. He's from here. Utah. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, he knows, you know, many, many people in the MS1 class that I just, um, you know, did not know because he went to uh, undergraduate with them. You know, and Scott, he went to the University of Utah. You know, we all studied different things. You did so, form a power ticket. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> there yes. we go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You got to have the very ticket there. Yeah. So I think that's the first thing is that. You know, we recognize that, um, you know, we, we all know different people. Now, to answer your question of, like, how you go about these things, there are many ways, mm-hmm. and you have to adapt. So we don't use SurveyMonkey, but good. Yeah, good, what, good, what's, the, what's, what's the 2019, um, 2020 version? Well, Facebook is still up there. Really? Yeah, I know, right? Because my staff is telling me Instagram <laughs> is where it's at. Yeah, you did just get a new Instagram. I, knew, I followed yeah, you, but yeah, I haven't I gotten a follow back. Uh, well, I don't know how to do that. Because <laughs> like, I should. literally, I have to sit with my staff, and they have to, like, it's like teaching me the alphabet like they are like it's like, I, I, I watch them, and they're so fast. There you go. I know. With their little fingers but and their styluses. I'm going, wow. Just, it's I'm fast. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to move faster. Facebook is so much easier. Yeah, so we use Facebook. I mean, even just today, for example, I you know posted, um, you know, wishing our, our or congratulating our MS2 class who just finished, you know, essentially the first semester of second year med school. You know, so Facebook, um, you know, we do email. We have our class panelists. Um, you know, and a lot of, you know, we show up in person, too, um, you know, which I think is is the most valuable way of, of communicating, um, with people. Um, you know, or, you know, a couple of months ago, unfortunately the MS4s have been out of town the last couple of weeks, um, inter- interviewing across mm-hmm. the country, but, um, you know, we try to be present in person. Um, you know, we visited the MS1 class, for example, you know, um, you know, conveying, you know, certain ideas and, and information on issues. Um, and also just, you know, saying, hey. So, you know, in-person communication, I think is always the best and the way to go. Um, you know, you asked about how we go about kind of like solving issues or resolving mm-hmm. issues. Um, some of which are unresolvable. Some which are unresolvable. <laughs> you can do your best to approach it. Um, you can never go wrong, though. Oh, by, really, you're destined for oh I know, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've learned very quickly. Yeah. But you can never go wrong by, you know, facilitating at least, you know, um, a good number of people who, 
you know, have a diverse set of opinions um, to contribute to the conversation perspectives, um, especially in a place as, um, you know, diverse as a medical school, as, a, as an institution like this. You have to have, um, you know, con- contributions and input from multiple people. So it is like it is our responsibility, I think, to to facilitate that. You know, and so, um, you know, and just depending on what the issue is, um, you know, we have uh, our class presidents and our class councils who, you know, are readily available um, to contribute to these, you know, various committees or even just kind of sometimes an issue will come up and we'll we'll form a group, um, you know, in, in concert with the dean's office and we'll form a group that we think, you know, um, you know, people will ask people to volunteer. Um, we'll ask people specifically just because, you know, who knows, they might have been affected by, you know, a particular issue. Um, and, you know, and that's how we got a lot of, um, you know, student involvement, you know, and some students love being involved more than others. And um, I think we are, we do try to make an effort, though, to, to um, you know, make sure others have their voices um, heard as well. And mm-hmm. sometimes I admit we do use surveys, but okay. it's, it's like, a, survey it's like yeah. a Google survey, Dr. Okay. Chan. Google I mean, survey. come on. Right. I'll have to have my staff show me that. Okay. <laughs> well. So, um, OB guy and residency applications. Yeah. Uh, Hard how, to believe I'm in this position. I know. Like, how many do do you apply to? Uh, are if you're interested in OB/GYN, do you do away rotations? Oh, what, what, what's kind of what's what's been your strategy? This yeah. yeah. Oh man. You know, we have received lots of input or uh, uh, advisement from Dr. Stevenson, our dean. I'm sure um, the internet also has the more internet has the lots interwebs. of things. Yeah. I stay off of it though. Yeah. Um, I don't like to. You know, it's mm-hmm. just it's just that's a mess if mm-hmm. you get into it. My strategy was um, basically to apply broadly, <laughs> which is sounds you know vague, but that is the absolute truth. Um, in OB guy now, you're having to apply to 50, 60, 70 programs. Now, mm. all, of course, it all depends on what your you know your credentials are and your background. Um, I was a little uncertain of, of how I would fall into things, um, you know, in particular because I didn't have you know any explicit, let's say, OB-GYN research or, or experience, um, I think that's totally fine. Um, but one of my classmates, for example, um, you know, he had some very specific, um, you know, OB-GYN volunteering and research, which is wonderful. He's a fantastic, you know, candidate. Um, but I was just, like, very different in that regard. Um, so I was a little uncertain, you know, how it would be received, um, and it's been received just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so I admittedly applied to um, – Many programs. I won't tell you the exact number. It's up there. It's up there. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah. Frankly, um, mostly out of necessity. I mm. mean, it's just what you have to do. Mm. Um, and I admit that, um, unfortunately, you know, people have very strong opinions about this. Um, um, you know, and unfortunately, I think I, I in my mentally myself, like I could not not apply to places knowing of how far it's taken to get to this point and then mm-hmm. risk not applying to enough places. So a part of that's kind of like anxiety. Driven. Yeah. yeah you well, just want to cover all your bases. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And well, and then people will tell you too, and I understand there's statistics, there's numbers to back up the fact that, you know, after a certain uh, number of applications, you know, your the, 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 um, you know, the return is, um, doesn't increase. Mm-hmm. Um, however, still it's difficult to kind of get past this fact, um, that you have to, you know, you have to get an interview in order to be eligible. Do you feel comfortable sharing how many interview offers you got? Um, I will tell you that I went on a dozen interviews. Dozen. Yeah. Good. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> but that's good, right? Isn't yeah. that kind of the sweet spot? Yeah. 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 So that is the sweet spot for OB-GYN. It's apparently like um, uh, like 12 to 14 is what they say. Okay. Um, and they vary, you know, from, um, I admittedly applied to um, mostly university programs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
I am no expert, of course, um, and everyone has different opinions on, you know, community-based um, programs or university and kind of what surgical numbers you get. Um, you know, you can ask Dr. Silver, uh, the chair, for a better, yeah. probably a better perspective. But just like personally, you know, I um, kind of like in, in, you know, and I think it was it was it's been deeply informed of, you know, my experience at Utah here. I just love these, you know, big academic medical centers. Uh-huh. They're exciting places to be. They're yeah. a lot of fun. Um, and so I was looking for something um, kind of in that, you know, similar um, uh, spirit, I guess you could say. So it's four years long. It's four years long. Four years long. And then um, what kind of fellowships are attached to it? And yeah. then are, are you thinking about a fellowship? At yeah, this yeah. Point? yeah. Um, so I didn't, you're reminding me of your other question that you mm-hmm. asked a few yeah. minutes ago, which away was rotations. like away rotations, yeah. which is true. So I didn't, so I thought. Everyone talks about away rotations in med school. Yeah. I didn't realize that you don't have to do them. I know, no, that, sounds, I know yeah. that seems kind of funny because the majority don't. Mm. Um, but I didn't quite realize that different specialties actually, like, some of them apparently even um, dissuade you from doing it because you can, by showing up in person and showing your face, you could ruin your chances. Well, I don't <laughs> think like, that's what they put on the website. <laughs> that's yes. not what they put on the website. <laughs> um, and I, sorry, you guys, I, um, I fully endorse, you know, visiting other institutions. <laughs> and, and I say that, too, because... Well, it's, it's an audition, right? Yeah, it so was I an think, audition. I think if you go and do an yeah. away rotation outside facility... It's your time to shine or not Yeah, shine, well, right? and also, yeah. too, that shouldn't yeah. that be your attitude regardless? And and that was my... Well, yeah, but like, it's kind of high yeah. pressure that way. Like, it you're is. always being, like, No, it's, tr- it's true. But, like, yeah. quite frankly, so I applied to multiple away rotations, and I ended up um, selecting two of them and doing mm-hmm. two of them um, in Maryland and in Pittsburgh. I had a fantastic time at both, mm-hmm. and um, it, I yeah. didn't even... Different cultures, yeah, different yeah, hospital systems. Exactly. Yeah. And I think... Hanging out I with other students. Though, yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah, true, though. I think, though, it's like almost a responsibility to kind of go out um, and have these, I mean, it's, it's like never again in your, well, in medicine, it's a little different. Like you can do rotations at various hospitals, but like, this is the first time in your life. Like you have this privilege of literally dropping yourself in the middle of like a hospital in that you have no connection to previously. You literally pick up your ID and then you walk over and walk into a surgery. I mean, it's because, of course, you know, we have these, we've negotiated these um, relationships with other institutions mm-hmm. and reciprocal. Yeah, reciprocity. You know, there's there's yeah. a lot of, there's a lot more to it than, of course, just showing up, um, yeah. you know, safety stuff and insurance. Mm-hmm. But that's all in place. And so I figured, you know, why not? Um, it, it's, I think it's important to see how other hospitals operate. Mm-hmm. Um Everyone does things differently. Um, even like how a clinic works is very different. How an OR works, um, you know. And I, at one of the institutions I was at, um, you know, there were many fellows. Um, so I did it in um, GUA and oncology. Mm-hmm. Um, so ovarian cancer, cervical cancer, mm. um, which is a pretty intense rotation. Yeah. Um, it's not a um, vacation by any means. Um, um, but I, I did. I specifically chose um, GUA and oncology within OB/GYN because I think. It's the best way, um, or at least for me, I thought it was the perfect venue, um, you know, to prepare for um, intern year. Mm. Um, it's um, ICU based. Um, the intern has um, really all the floor responsibilities. You're learning how to manage um, very sick women. Um, and obviously there's some pretty um, extraordinary surgeries that take place. Um, and so, you know, um, I just think it was it was the best learning experience. Okay. Um, obviously, like labor and delivery and obstetrics is, um, you know, can also be um, wonderful preparation. But um, this was um, just the, the way I chose well, to do it. Was it intimidating to be in like a different hospital system? 
and everyone has like white coats that look really different. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, just, and then people are kind of yeah. friends and they yeah. know where the lounge is, you know, like, and you don't know where anything is. You know. And they kind of hang out after hours and maybe they invite you, maybe they don't. Well, you, know, uh, you know what I'm saying? No, no, no absolutely. Because like, I remember I did, a, I did one away rotation. Uh-huh. I just remember it was like, really? it was a lot in of fun. psychiatry? It was fun, but you know, I was just trying to get out there. But like, yeah. but it's also kind of like lonely. You know, no, I, it is. I, I, felt, I kind I, of felt like, like, oh, you know, this, I mean, this is not really an accurate yeah. feeling what it'd be like yeah. exactly because I would have friends, yeah. you know, at this place if I matched here. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. I mean that's a great point, and yeah. I admit, you know, the two months. Um, so I was just gone completely for two months. You know, empty apartment here in Salt mm-hmm. Lake City, staying completely new cities. Um, admittedly, it is difficult because you are walking into a place where you don't even, you know, know where the bathroom is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, right after you check in and get your ID, like you were going to work mm-hmm. and you have no idea where anything is. Sure. However, I think though, that is honestly what medicine is. Um, if, if you don't, at third year of medical school, you will quickly learn, or I quickly learned, um, that, you are given, you know, your you get an email um, with instructions on where your you know family medicine clerkship is starting, or you know where you're starting on surgical oncology on Monday morning at 4 a.m. and where you're supposed to be and what resident um, you're supposed to contact, and you show up and you get to work. Um, and so, you know, your entire at least you know hopefully it gets better, but initially, um, you know, in medicine and, and the the teaching or learning years in particular, I should say. It is about getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. I mean, um, I think about this often. You know, medicine is obviously, um, you know, it's science embedded in science um, Mm -hmm. and research and evidence-based medicine. But at the end of the day, you know, medicine is really being able to get along with people. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you cannot get along with people and um, be able to work on a team and um, you work with new people, I mean, truly, like, even day-to-day new people. Um, you know, your resident teams will change, your attending will change. Um, I mean, I was on the ICU a couple months ago, and the first week, um, and this isn't normal because you usually have, um, you know, consistent attending for, you know, a week. But I had four different attendings on four consecutive days. And so you very quickly learn um, to kind of get comfortable with these situations. Um, you know, luckily, though, walking into, you know, these other programs on away rotations, um, I do think Utah um, prepares us well. Um, you know, I um, I was, f- quite frankly, like, confident walking in. Um, you know, I, yeah. I knew – it's not that I knew – you don't know what you're doing at all times. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you um, – like, I know how to present a patient. I know how to round on a patient. Um, you know, and if I don't know something, I know where to look it up. And um, so I think – um, if you've done third year of medical school right, um, and if you work hard, honestly, that's just the most important thing. If you just work hard and you show up on time, um, hopefully earlier, but if you show up on time and, yeah. um, you know, be meticulous and um, try your best, I mean, that's that's medicine to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and this is coming, of course, I'm a little biased. This is coming from a person who, you know, wasn't uh, as into, like, enterobiology, um, you know, as the next person, but... Um, I think that's, you know, um, why medicine is redeeming for me is because you can work your butt off. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if you care about people and you, uh, you know, care about communicating with people, um, then that right there, like, sets you up for success. So in your mind right now, because you're done with almost all your Uh interviews, do you know what your rank list looks like? Or is it still Uh, kind of in flux? And where does Utah fit into that? You can't ask me this question. Oh, well, I'm not asking for details. You can't. I know, right? Well, how do I vaguely convey it? I well, let me just say this, you know, yeah. because I know that you have such a broad audience, and I never know who's listening. Right. I would go anywhere, okay. uh, and I say that in the sense—I mean, who wouldn't want to really match? Really, are a politician. <laughs> yeah. I, I am a politician. Yes, yeah. exactly. You are a student no, body officer. I, yeah. I can. I will say though, I do have, um, 
you know, some people have um, strong preferences just based off of, you know, where they have family, um, where they, you know, grew up or where they're trying to get back to or um, a way to, I guess you could say. Um, I actually don't have um, really any geographic preference in the sense that I, you know, have been fortunate to live in in different parts of the country. Um, And so that's honestly a strength as I, you know, it can be I think it's a strength, at least. I've, you know, been able to plot myself down and start over um, um, multiple times in mm-hmm. my life in new places where I had, you know, nobody, no family, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Utah was one of those, and mm-hmm. um, it's worked out well. I love it here, um, and I truly mean that. I, It would be an ultimate privilege to, to stay here for residency, um, and I mean it too. Um, you know, we have a fantastic program here. The institution is um, fantastic. Um, there are, you know, Details that um, or factors, I should say, that you know do influence one's preferences. Um, you know, everyone having just got back from the interview trail, um, mm-hmm. you know, everyone I'm, they're fresh in my mind. You know, people will tell you about case numbers and the call schedule, yeah. and you know whether meals are paid for and whether parking's paid for. My own bias is like yeah. at the end of the day, like all operating rooms <sighs> exactly, are the same yeah. because of like well, accreditation. Yeah. Exactly, like, yeah, they, you they have they to fulfill these tours. Certain, like, yeah. oh, look at our exactly, oh, yeah, looks like all the other operating well, rooms. Yeah, well, that's exactly it, though. Yeah. That's what I'm getting to is yeah. that at the end of the day, like all these residencies, most of them, but all these residencies are going to fulfill the requirements of becoming, you know, a doctor Mm -hmm. um, or a a licensed doctor, I should say, Mm -hmm. (laughs) board certified. Um, You know, and so for me, um, the question I actually have asked in these interviews, and they, who knows, this is maybe a dumb question. This is the first reflection on, or first person I'm telling that I asked this question. But for me, the question I asked um, these programs, sometimes even the chair themselves, um, I would ask them about the, the culture, mm. um, you know, because, you know, you can ask like, you know, how many, you know, um, total, you know, um, abdominal hysterectomies they do. But at the end of the day, you're going to get those numbers in. But I want to know, you know, do the residents, you know, enjoy being with each other? Do um, the attendings, you know, respect the residents and trust them mm. um, and vice versa? Um, you know, is the chair excited to be there? Um, and you very quickly do learn, um, you get a sense of the culture of places. Yeah. Um, well, because like no... Well, I think it's important you ask the chairman. Yeah, yeah. Chairperson well, that. But like, <laughs> I don't think there's a single department chair who's going to like say, well, actually, our culture is kind of yeah. bad. No, it's, so, it's true, though. Yeah, but you're probably looking for other clues yeah, throughout but the there, day. Yeah, there are other the clues. The dinner the night yeah, before. absolutely. How and, the residents and, interact with each other. And, you know, yeah. and I even the caveat, of course, is like, People show you um, mm-hmm. more than they tell you, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it hurts to have ask them to tell you. But, yeah. um, you know, if they don't, then that's a that's a problem. You know, that being said, um, you know, I was fortunate to interview at some wonderful places where, you know, wonderful um, um, departments and um, seems like they have, you know, great communities. Um, as you hopefully, well, you know me, mm-hmm. I... You know, I know, understand, like, not every day is going to be an easy day of work, um, you know, or a happy day. Um, who knows? There may be more um, days not than, you know, than that. But, you know, I generally, like, I loved, I'm invigorated by coming to work every day. Like, mm-hmm. I love being in medicine for that reason. Um, and so I am looking for a place that is, you know, um, does kind of, like, fulfill that for me mm-hmm. um, culturally, I guess you could say. This has been great, Lily. Last question, and I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, man. Like, what <laughs> are, are you? Are, like, what's your anxiety about not matching? You know, because like, is that still? I mean, you know, because like, it's, um, you, you, I, I think you're in this place where it's yeah, really good, but then I don't have any. Okay. Um, <laughs> maybe this is uh, honestly like so. My this is not so much about not matching, but. Honestly, I just think of places where it's their loss if they don't get me. Oh, <laughs> maybe, good, maybe, maybe that sounds yeah. a little arrogant, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I um, I don't really have 
I think I have, uh, you know, enough interviews that I'll be just fine, enough places to rank. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that does happen. And it's happened to friends. Um, it happens to people every single year. Um, and I have seen people, you know, prevail through it. Um, I think the biggest thing is that, I, you know, hopefully, let's fingers crossed, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we have all, though, getting to this point, have had, you know, bumps in the road. Um, it's not the first time I don't think that, you know, um, for myself and also for, you know, my peers, um, other things have happened that have made us, you know, take a U-turn or, or um, you know, adapt to the situation. Um, we, there have been too many hoops to jump through and, and um, hurdles to go over um, to get to this point. So, you know, and I, I obviously it would be upsetting, but, um, you know, there are ways to get through it. And, um, you know, as you know, there's a soap process. And so yeah, people get yeah. into residency that way. And, um, you know, it happens. And um, but I, I'm confident and hopeful okay. that it does not. All right. My last question. I <laughs> yes. Will you come back before after you match? Because I think you mean, I, I, what do you mean I, come back. I would come back on the podcast. Oh, I, oh, I want to talk to you. Absolutely. Some more I thought you meant just like, to say hi to you. And I, like, I still have all these questions oh in my, my gosh. mind. And like, I love you're, it. You're so busy. And like, I just, <laughs> the, like, for the listeners, like I didn't touch upon <laughs> Oklahoma Sooner football. Oh gosh. Uh, we have been playing phone tag. To yes. Get this our uh, email tag. We have so many issues. And you, like, we need no to talk about. You, like you went off the grid oh, for a couple gosh. months there. Well, so I should have shared. You're a person to track down. I should have shared too. And I, Dr. Chan, you know, you emailed me to to ask me the ultimate privilege to get on this <laughs> podcast. I mean, truly, because like when I was applying to med school, this was a thing. And I, you know, obviously couldn't have imagined the day when I would get to be on it. But like you're saying, I admit last year and it was during my surgery rotation, though, it was this time last year. You emailed me and I forgot to email you back. Yeah, like, well, it's OK. <laughs> I, I understand. Like, yeah, you know, but it's like it's like, oh, Lily yeah. must be either really busy or she just really is like. Well, and it was she just passed. Dr. It was Chan. certainly yeah. it was certainly the former because okay. I would never pass on an opportunity yeah. to talk right. with you, Doctor. Well, Chan. we want you to come back. I will right? absolutely. All right, well, looking thanks. forward to it. Thanks, Lily. Thanks for listening to Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with Doctor Benjamin Chan, the ultimate resource to help you on your journey to and through medical school. A production of the Scope Health Sciences Radio online at thescoperadio.com.